Hello and welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's poem is by somebody who you haven't heard from in a little while, but you have heard from fairly often, and that is William Shakespeare. Shakespeare lived from 1564 to 1616, and he is the world's most famous writer, probably. Today I'm going to read sonnet number 30, which was one of the 154 sonnets that Shakespeare wrote. It was published in the Quarto in 1609, and this is how it goes. When to the sessions of sweet, silent thought I summon up remembrance of things past, I sigh the lack of many a thing I sought, and with old woes new wail my dear time's waste. Then can I drown an eye, unused to flow for precious friends hid in death's stateless night, and weep afresh love's long-since-cancelled woe, and moan the expense of many a vanished sight. Then can I grieve at grievances foregone, and heavily from woe to woe tell o'er the sad account of four bemoaned moan, which I knew pay as if not paid before. But if the while I think on thee, dear friend, all losses are restored, and sorrows end. This is one of those classic Shakespearean sonnets that uh, speaks to sort of existential dread, <laughs> you know, ex- having an existential crisis, I guess. The poet seems to be looking back at his life and saying, you know, what have I done? I've, I've wasted time. Um, he's looking back and remembering the lives of people who, who seem no longer to be living. And he's saying, I'm still here, but but what am I doing with the time that I have here. He seems to be uh, mourning the passing of time, but also his own lack of wise use of time. This sonnet, like several other sonnets that Shakespeare wrote, apparently were either to or about or intended for a a young man. I I think he refers to him as a fair young man. Um, it's believed that he, this young man was possibly a friend of Shakespeare or something like that. I, for all we know, it's a made-up character that became an invention device for Shakespeare as he was writing. But sure, it could have been, it could have been a real person. Um, there are a number of people who scholars believe this could have been, um, just based on some initials that, that Shakespeare included at various times in his various sonnets. But I, I kind of think it doesn't really matter who the person is um, because ultimately it's not about that other person. It's about a sort of transformation, I think, on the inside. Um, and, and it's interesting because there's all these really interesting words that, that Shakespeare uses. He says, summon. Yeah, that's kind of a lawyerly term. Uh, summons of remembrances of things past as if he's being summoned to give witness to something. There is the, the idea of sessions in line one. Sessions for summoning. Grievances is another word. Sad accounts. So it's this concept of paying witness to something and, and the, the implication there is this sort of legal courtly, not, not courtly in terms of you know medieval courtliness, but courtly in terms of a legal system. That that's kind of 
that's kind of at work here. And, and I'm really intrigued by that, the sense of bearing witness to something that may or may not have happened because it suggests a crime. And that's why, you know, you wonder if, if there's a sort of, conf- it, it's a poem of confession, it seems like, based on, based on that, the implication or the effect of those kind of terms. And then at the end, we get this couplet, you know, we, every sonnet ends with a couplet. But if the while I think on thee, dear friend, all losses are restored and sorrows end. And that couplet, as with many Shakespeare sonnets, seems to offer an answer to the problem. I think I mentioned that, or I think Emily Andrews may have mentioned that in what I read a couple days ago, about how a Shakespearean sonnet ends with a couplet that seems to answer the problem of the poem. And, And I was reading, some people think that this particular couplet at the end is a little bit weak, particularly for Shakespeare. I think one word that I read was that some people call it kind of trite. So um, I would love to know what, what you think about that. I need, I need to think about that because I had never thought about that before, but maybe it's because I just assumed that Shakespeare couldn't write something trite. <laughs> um, but that's, I think that's an interesting question to, to think about as you think about this poem a little bit. Does this wrap up the problem in a way that is unearned? So there's this problem in the sonnet and does this particular couplet at the end wrap that up too neatly? Uh, that's an interesting thing to think about. So in order for you to think about that some more, I will read one more time. This is Sonnet 30. When to the sessions of sweet, silent thought I summon up remembrance of things past, I sigh the lack of many a thing I sought, and with old woes new wail my dear times waste. Then can I drown an eye unused to flow, for precious friends hid in death's dateless night and weep afresh love's long since cancelled woe, and moan the expense of many a vanished sight. Then can I grieve at grievances foregone, and heavily from woe to woe tell o'er the sad account of for bemoaned moan, which I knew pay as if not paid before. But if the while I think on thee, dear friend, all losses are restored, and sorrows end. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.